Welcome to the Exploring Baptist History Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Ben Stratton, and I'm a pastor in Kentucky. And this is a podcast dedicated to all things Baptist history. So we're going to be talking about uh, biographies, book reviews, revivals, historical theology, uh, controversies, much, much more. So if you're like me and you love Baptist history, uh, this is the podcast that you've been looking for. Well, we got a lot of uh, positive feedback on our first episode, Why Explore Baptist History. If you've not had a chance to uh, listen to that uh, first episode, go back and uh, give it a listen. We try to uh, give some of the reasons why we started this podcast, why we're taking the time uh, to put this uh, information out there. So be sure and listen to our first episode. But here in our, our second episode, what we want to do is, is talk about this, this subject, uh, some noted evangelists in Baptist history, some noted evangelist in Baptist history. And that word evangelist is a, uh, is a Bible word. Acts chapter 21 and verse 8 talks about Philip the evangelist. Uh, so there were an evangelist uh, in, the, in the New Testament in Bible times. The question, though, is were there any significant Baptist Evangelists. Are there any Baptist or evangelists in our Baptist history that we need to know about that we can learn from? Yes, there were. Now, one of the reasons I I chose this for this second episode is uh, it, it really kind of uh, shows how I got interested in Baptist history. Uh, so I remember being a teenager, and God had called me to preach. I was still in high school, and I was listening to my pastor preach, and and occasionally I, I noticed he would sometimes refer to famous evangelists in church history. In his sermons, he might refer to D.L. Moody, or maybe he would give an illustration about or a quote by, by Billy Sunday. Now, I was already interested in world history and American history, uh, you know, secular history, if you will. But now that I was uh, a Christian, now that God had called me to preach, I began to get interested in church history. And he shared some of these names, and I began to to get some books and and begin to dig and study and, and read. And I found out about all of these famous evangelists in church history. You're going to recognize a lot of their names. So I, I began to read, and I, I heard about George Whitfield, Jonathan Edwards, Charles Finney, Asahel Nettleton, Sam Jones, R.A. Torrey, Gypsy Smith, J. Wilbur Chapman. And we could keep going on and on. Of course, besides uh, Moody and uh, Sunday that I've already mentioned, all of these famous evangelists who did great work. Now, those men are diverse in some ways, but uh, but uh, one thing they, they have in common is they were all Protestants. Not one of those men I listed was a Baptist. Now, we can learn from those men. I've got books about and books by all of those men, and there's a lot that we can learn from them. But what about Baptist evangelists? Those men, many of them believed in infant baptism. They believed in sprinkling for baptism. Some of them even believed you could lose your salvation once you had been saved. It could be lost, and you needed to be saved again, apostasy. Uh, So were there any evangelists that were Baptist that, that... preached the word of God and tried to win people to Christ without the Protestant baggage 
if you will. Yes, there were. There were some Baptist evangelists that we need to learn from. That's what we want to talk about in this uh, this episode here. So uh, let's think about that. So first of all, we'll kind of use our our uh, outline that we talked about in the, the first episode. So we said Baptist history is personal. Uh, it's our story. So were there any Baptist evangelists? Yes, there are all kinds of men who've been overlooked by 21st century Baptist, men who God used in great ways to preach the Word of God, to strengthen churches, see people saved. There's all of these heroes of the faith from our Baptist heritage, Baptist evangelists, but they've been forgotten. So so who were they? Well, just let me mention just a, a few names. This list is by no means complete, but I was just thinking, and I thought of a six or seven. So you've got Samuel Harris, in Colonial Virginia, and you've got a whole host of Baptist evangelists in Colonial Virginia, but Samuel Harris, who was called the Baptist George Whitfield. Now, George Whitfield was a great man of God, won a lot to the Lord, but when you think if there was a man that was called the Baptist George Whitfield, you'd want to know something about him. But nobody's ever heard of Samuel Harris today. We used to know who he was, who you know, about him years ago, but but he's been forgotten. A great Baptist evangelist. There's Shubel Stearns, uh, who uh, pastored there in North Carolina, and perhaps the greatest revival in American history can be traced to the the Sandy Creek Baptist Church in, in in rural North Carolina. If you've ever wondered why the South is the Bible Belt. And we'll do an episode for sure on this down the road at some point. Study the life of, of Shubel Stearns. And uh, God used him in a great way. And, and through him and all of the people that were saved and churches planted, God sent revival all across uh, the South. Shubel Stearns, a great Baptist evangelist. T.J. Fisher. Thomas Jefferson Fisher, a man here in Kentucky who who died tragically right at the end of the Civil War at age 53, 1866. Uh, Somebody threw a rock at him. Maybe he had preached something that somebody didn't like, and uh, somebody threw a rock at him and hit him in the back of the head, and and he died at age 53. But by the time he was 53, he had saw, they said, over 12,000 people, mainly in Kentucky, saved and baptized over 5,000 people. Uh, what a great evangelist and in the the God's plan he was took home at an early age but but what a great great evangelist we need to learn from TJ Fisher John Vassar Uncle John Vassar uh, evangelist from the the north a Baptist evangelist was captured he was a chaplain during the Civil War and and was uh, captured by Jeb Stewart and witnessed to the great uh, Confederate uh, Calvary general and, and talked to him about the Lord and and was eventually turned loose there's a great story we'll talk about down the road there but uh, a Baptist evangelist up north. Uh, Major W.E. Penn, who was a, uh, a, a, a evangelist from the South. Well, he was a, a major during the, uh, the the Civil War. And after the uh, Civil War was a lawyer and God called him to preach. And W.E. Penn traveled all across the Southland preaching about Jesus and telling people about the Lord. T.T. Martin, uh, there in the, the late 1800s, early 1900s. We hear a lot about regenerate church membership today in Baptist circles. A lot of Baptist preachers emphasize that. We, you know, you've got to be saved. And only God knows a person's heart. But before a person can join a Baptist church, they, they have to be saved. We don't allow infants uh, to join the church. We don't allow people who've never been saved to join the church. You don't get saved by joining the church. You've got to be regenerate you got to be saved first, then you can join the church. I don't know any evangelist in Baptist history that emphasized regenerate church membership 
like T.T. Martin. Boy, he needs to be rediscovered today. And then, of course, maybe the, the one who might be somewhat familiar, Mordecai Ham, whose father, grandfather, and great-grandfather were Kentucky Baptist preachers. And, of course, Mordecai Ham was preaching in North Carolina uh, when a young Billy Graham uh, got saved and the Lord uh, worked in Billy Graham's life. But, yes, there's been all of these great Baptist evangelists, and there, there are many, many more names, men that need to be rediscovered. One thing I've told you, and I believe this with all my heart, uh, we can learn from the Protestants and learn from, you know, D.L. Moody and men like that. Absolutely. I've got their books. I enjoy reading those men. But remember, uh, for every Protestant hero of the faith that's often well-known, there's a Baptist equivalent that's not well-known that needs to be rediscovered. So uh, there have been all of these Baptist evangelists. They need to be rediscovered. And uh, thankfully, some are trying to, to bring their, their lives and works out today. And we're going to try to, to help in those efforts in the days ahead. So personal, our Baptist history, are it's, it's personal. Yes, there have been men that God used in mighty ways uh, down through the years in our Baptist history. We can learn from those men. It's our story. But we told you in our first episode, not only is, is Baptist history personal, it's our story, but it prepares us, it teaches us, it encourages us. What can we learn from the Baptist model of evangelism that teaches us something that's maybe a little different from the Protestant model? Often the Protestants, when, when men like Billy Sunday and D.L. Moody and Sam Jones, when they would do uh, revival meetings, they would come to a town and, and have a crusade. And often many people were saved. And yes, I believe many of those people were really saved and God would work there. But then they would, after a week, two weeks, maybe it was a very successful meeting, a month or so, they would pack up and leave town. The Baptist model was a little different. The Baptist model, the Baptist believed Acts 2 and verse 41, the great revival on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 folks got saved. Do you remember Acts 2 and verse 41? Then they that gladly received his word, they heard the gospel, they got saved. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. The Baptist model of evangelism, uh, the Baptist model that the evangelist would use was, yes, let's preach the gospel. Let's uh, do that and let's see people saved. And then once they get saved, let's see them plugged in churches, perhaps even new churches to be started. The Baptist model connected evangelism to the local church. So you've got Alfred Taylor uh, in Pioneer, Kentucky, uh, there in the, the days long before the Civil War, uh, baptized over 6,000 people uh, there in Kentucky. One of the, the leading uh, there, I think the leading man back in the Pioneer days among Baptists. Uh, and it said, uh, uh, started so many new churches. And, and uh, it was said that in the early days, more preachers surrendered to preach under Alfred Taylor than any other man. Uh, and I think probably Richard Oldham uh, in the 20th century probably beat that record. But uh, uh, Alfred Taylor, a great example of somebody who's preaching the gospel, a great evangelist, but he ties it to the local church. An example in the 20th century would be Percy Ray. Some of you may have heard that name uh, from Camp Zion in Myrtle, Mississippi. But Percy Ray was an evangelist, actually worked with the Home Mission Board for a time of the Southern Baptist Convention and traveled around from town to town, place to place, church to church, preaching. And people would get saved and new churches would be started. 
So here in, in Kentucky, where I'm at, uh, Percy Ray preached a revival in Marshall County, a little community called Vanzora, and he was there preaching in the Vanzora schoolhouse. A whole bunch of folks got saved, and a new church was started, the Vanzora Baptist Church, still here today. Preached a revival in Mayfield, Kentucky, and a bunch of folks got saved, and the Emmanuel Baptist Church was started as a result of that revival. Preached a revival in Columbus, Kentucky, and the Columbus Church was already there, but they had to add on. So you see, he was preaching revivals, a great evangelist, but they were tied to the local church. Matter of fact, Percy Ray and R.G. Lee were great friends. And in 1943, he and R.G. Lee, in one day, dedicated six new Baptist church houses where they, Percy Ray had preached revivals in these churches. And either new churches had been started or so many folks had gotten saved, they had to build a new church. And he and R.G. Lee, in one day, dedicated six new Baptist buildings. In June of 1949, they did that again and dedicated eight. And so Percy Ray tied his evangelism, great evangelist, to the local church. Well, that's a lesson for us uh, that when, when we do evangelism, whether it's one-on-one, whether it's uh, preaching and working, whatever it may be, or maybe having a crusade with a, a group of churches, an association, a fellowship of, ch- of Baptist churches, always tie evangelism to the local church. So that when folks get saved, they're not just left out there, but then they're baptized into local Baptist churches and discipled so they can grow as Christians. That's a great lesson for us from Baptist history. Now, I've also told you Baptist history, it's personal, it's practical. Uh, it's, it's personal, it prepares us. And then last of all, it's practical. Uh, it, it's great for sermon illustrations. So, Let's say you're a pastor and you're preaching and maybe you're going to be preaching from a text this week. And one of the things you want to use in your application is you're wanting to encourage people to serve the Lord. And maybe you've got the Lord's kind of burden in your heart. You think maybe you've got some people in your church. God might be calling into ministry. God might be calling to be a missionary. God might be calling to preach or, or to, to God might be getting ready to send them out to be a pastor. Uh, Baptist history has got all these true stories that they teach us and we can learn from them. Tell them the story here, an example of J.S. Coleman. Now, J.S. Coleman here in Kentucky, J.S. Coleman was a sheriff in Ohio County, Kentucky. A two-time sheriff. He was 27 years old there in Ohio County, and he, he had been nominated, even though uh, that, that county was, was uh, he, he was from a different political party. He was such a, a popular, well-respected man, twice nominated for sheriff, and was about to be nominated as a, for a, a senator in Kentucky. And he felt God was calling to preach. And at 27 years old, he resigned his duties as sheriff, told his political friends, don't nominate me for a, an office in, in the Senate. God's called me to preach. And he went out and preached the word of God. It was said that over 50 new churches were later be started through the evangelistic efforts of J.S. Coleman. The first Baptist churches of Greenville, of Madisonville, of Hartford, Kentucky were all started. Uh, Coleman would preach a revival just like Percy Ray would do, but later back in the 1800s would preach a revival. Folks would be saved and a new Baptist church was started. But what a great illustration of calling out the called. J.S. Coleman left well, the duties he was doing behind to, for a higher calling. God was calling him to something else. 
And that's a great illustration to share to your people. God might be calling them and they might have to, to leave their, their job, their occupation behind for what God is calling them. But God will bless them. God will use them just like he used. J.S. Coleman saw over 5,000 people saved and at least 50 new Baptist churches started as a result of his ministry. There have been many significant Baptist evangelists in our history. We need to learn from these men. We need to know about them. They can teach us much today. May they be rediscovered by 21st century Baptists. Now, in every one of these episodes, uh, we want to make it not too long so you can listen to it driving to work or when you're uh, working around the house or doing whatever, but we always want to share a resource uh, you know, I noticed that that uh, so many people, they're reading books. They've got their, their book list for the new year, 2023, but they're not reading books about Baptist. And I'm not, I'm not saying we need to just read Baptist books, but if you're a Baptist pastor and you picked out, you know, 5, 10, 20 books you want to read in the new year, I would hope that at least three or four of those books would be books by Baptist authors, And let me encourage you, a great one to read. And here's the title, America in Crimson Red by James R. Beller. America in Crimson Red by James Beller. Uh, 606 pages. I'm going to tell you, it's the best book I've ever read on American Baptist history. It is fascinating. Beller was a a Baptist pastor up in St. Louis. God's already called him home. I got to know him uh, there the few years before he died. What a great man of God. God used him in such a great way, and God called him home early. Uh, we don't we don't understand you know that, but 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 God uh, God knows what He's doing. But He wrote a great book, America in Crimson Red. Read that, the Baptist history of America. I've got all of the uh, the, the Baptist histories of America that've been published. I think nearly every one. There's been several in the last few years. Beller is by far my favorite. Easy to understand, full of amazing true stories in our Baptist history that you won't find anywhere else. So check that book out. If you're, I'm going to tell you, it's a great one to read in the new year, America in Crimson Red by James Beller. And I always remember, if you love Baptist history, check out the J.H. Spencer Historical Society. That's the Kentucky Baptist Historical Society. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Anybody can be a member of the J.H. Spencer Historical Society. We were started back in 2008. We've got about 150 members. Uh, so if you love Baptist history, you been enjoying these podcasts, why don't you uh, consider uh, becoming a member of the J.H. Spencer Historical Society? Check us out on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, shoot us a message and we'll tell you uh, how you can uh, join. Well, I trust this uh, this has been a help to you and hope you'll tune in next time for another episode of Exploring Baptist History. Thanks for listening and may God bless you is my prayer.